Chad and Zay. Let's go hour number three on a Tuesday, big Tuesday for Texas basketball. It's official that Rodney Terry is the men's basketball coach at Texas. They made it official with the contract last night, official with the press conference today. We brought it to you on the horn earlier. Go to hornfm.com if you didn't check it out. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier picking out a beat for you to start hour number three every day. What we got, Zay? Money ain't a thing. Jermaine Dupree and Jay-Z. Ooh, okay. 1998, around there. Classic. Nobody knew Jermaine Dupree could rap. He could rap a little bit. Yeah. Teamed up with Hove. Top this classic. It's a good beat. Yeah, they're like, in this video, they're just driving Ferraris. uh, Like a (laughs) very rich area. Very dangerous area with beautiful women. Yeah. yeah. The 90s. Good kind, time. Good living. Kind of a uh, kind of an archetype in the rap world. This would be a version of, yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Jermaine Dupree, since he's from Atlanta, he's wearing his Braves fit and Hove's wearing his Yankees fit. There we Classic. go. Very nice. Very nice. All right. So before we get into the basketball stuff, Zay and I have now both seen a little bit of a longer video of this uh, JT Real Muto ejection situation. I'm starting to understand this one a little bit more. So the okay. pi- the pitcher is Craig Kimbrell, the the catcher is Real Muto, and they have, the umpire has just called Kimbrell, I think, for a pitch clock violation. So there would be a reason here for the pitcher and catcher maybe to be a little saucy. And now watching it roll through, I can see how. I can see how the, like, based on what I've just watched, I don't know why Real Muto's moving that glove until there's a ball in it. There's no reason for him to move it. He watches Kimbrell throw two baseballs between home and third. That's what you and I were trying to figure out. Where is he throwing these balls? Yeah, he's just throwing it out. He's just throwing the baseball out to, I'm assuming that's his dugout over there. If it's not, that wouldn't wouldn't be good. But I'm assuming it's his dugout over there. And when... Because Kimbrell immediately grabs a baseball and throws it over to the side. That's kind of showing up the umpire to start with. Now he's done it twice, and then the catch. Wait, how's that showing up the umpire? Just throwing the ball out? I don't. Pitchers don't normally do that, do they? You're just throwing a ball. Just bet- throwing the ball the way between home and third. Yo, you- this is the show. No, I understand, but like normally catchers do that. If you're going to get rid of a baseball. The, it, that that's between the umpire and the catcher and the <laughs> but, ball boys, but like, right? It, it, but we're we're talking about does it normally happen? How is he getting shown up though? Like, is the ump thinking? Oh, I've never seen that before. Disrespectful. No, no I'm just can't take it. I'm saying he just if he just called him for a pitch clock violation and Kimbrell immediately takes the next baseball and throws it off to the side, it's kind of disrespectful. Okay, that's kind. So I'm. J- I'm not saying he should be thrown out here. I don't know if Real, Real, Real Multo should be thrown out, uh, but I see a little more of the context there. Still a sensitive umpire, though. Still a sensitive umpire. He needs to understand that they're all working through these new rules, man. The bases are bigger, pitch clocks and everything. Kimbrell and Real Muto have been in, in this game a little while. These are not rookies. Like you gotta, You got to have a little leeway. And it's spring training, as you keep bringing up. Yeah, but this ain't about you, Blue. Well, this that, ain't that, about you. That's that the too. thing. If they show you up, if they disrespect you, who cares? Right. Unless if they call your mama out her name, then I ain't trying to hear it. 
I'm really not. And yeah. who and, knows if he was he was on top of his game. But I'm not saying he should go straight up A.J. McCarron and say, my fault, fellas, I'm mucking up today. I need to be better. I'm not saying that. But if you're wrong, own up to it. If there are certain things that these guys are getting used to because of the new rules, how about we be more understanding instead of in spring training throwing guys out? That's too early for that. Yeah. Like, we ain't even in the midst of the season. They ain't even getting hot yet. So – I, as a former official who never threw anybody out, ever, coaches would go at me. Especially they would try me since I was young. I'm like, hell no, coach, you wrong. I know the rules. You wrong. You okay. Don't try to check me because I'm young. I still know the rules. Little Collier, little Collier, that's awful. Your pops wouldn't take that. Your pops would think that's awful too. They try to push them buttons. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, coach, I'm not going to penalize these kids. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to penalize what they work for Uh every week because – your ass is ignorant. That's you know, but you never threw him out. But you never throw him out. You didn't throw him out. Okay. Yeah, you gotta have thicker right. skin than that. And what we saw from Randy Rosenberg, I might have been a little bit obsessive with uh, him being fired, but he needs to lose some money. And Rose and Rosenberg is who again? The umpire. This is the umpire in the real Muto yes. situation. Yeah, he needs to lose some money. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure you weren't going back to the Brock Cunningham. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure you're not going back to back to that call. Uh, I just tweeted it out. We both tweeted out a shorter and a longer version of that video if you want to go check it out as we get ready for baseball season, trying to remind yourself of all the stuff that they're dealing with. But it did feel a little bit weird. Um, you know, And in the moment, we're going to have to watch how these pitchers deal with it. If you get called for a pitch clock violation or, or something like that, how do the pitchers deal with it? How do the catchers deal with it? And then do you get animosity between umpires, catchers, pitchers, obviously well, managers, and all of that? So Well, then it goes to the reputation stuff because then this instance with JT Realmuto and Randy Rosenberg, who knows their dynamic? This ain't going to be the last game that he calls with Rosenberg as the catcher, I mean, with uh, uh, Relamuto as the catcher, it's not. So you hear about these stories all the time with Chris Paul and that one ref, was it Foster? Scott Foster, he feels like he's out to get him and stuff like that, and he has a horrible record against Chris Paul in the playoffs and stuff. And we got the dude with Brooks. Is it Brooks that was just complaining about somebody? Uh, Which Brooks? Dylan Brooks? Oh, He's maybe always was, bitching, so I was don't Was it Dylan probably. Brooks? There was some NBA player just recently talking about, like they've had nine texts, eight or nine texts this year, and five of them are from one official. Yeah, that's weak. The relationship that Tim Duncan and that dude, who was it? It was his Joey. Oh, uh, Crawford. Joey Crawford. Joey Crawford. Oh, my God. When he threw, remember when he threw, would he throw Duncan out or just tee him up for smiling from the bench? I think he threw him out. Because he'd already had one, right? Yeah. He already had one tech. Duncan was sitting on the bench smiling, and he teed him up and threw him out. Yeah. That's, that's one of the silliest ones I've ever seen. All right, so check that one out. Um, that is really, really bizarre. Somebody's trying to uh, help us out here on Twitter saying, one, pitchers throw out balls they don't like all the time. Okay. Two, the ump threw the last ball back to the pitcher. So this time Kimbrell raised his glove as if he was about to receive a ball from the ump again. So Rio Muto pulled his glove back. The ump was lame. Like you to know how I just, I'm, not, I'm just not used to seeing pitchers throw balls between home and third like that. Right? Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that is a regular thing. I didn't realize that. Like I remember in a high school varsity game, 
a kid was giving the ball to me as a ref on the baseline so they could take it out and start the clock. He threw it off my foot. It went out of bounds. And I'll just go, go get that, dog. I ain't getting it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw you out the game because of it. Right. So you're, you're not did- showing me up. This is just a right. simple mistake. But you didn't go get the ball. You made him do it. <laughs> No, hey, I ain't go, getting that. Go, go ahead and get that phone. Nah, nah, you go get that young blood with them young legs. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I got to run enough tonight. Yeah. I'm going to save my energy. Nah, you go get that. And that was a horrible pass. You go get that. Yeah, worst, worst pass <laughs> ever. And then, then you're out there teaching like some old CC Collier <laughs> drills and stuff. I need it to come from your chest. You see where that one came from? Yeah, little make low. sure you step on little the bounce low. pass. You didn't step. Where was your weight? Where was your weight? Okay. Now we got it. Now we got it. All right. So, uh, speaking of CC Collier, we had him on the show earlier. Uh, Zay's legendary coaching father, coached at Bowie all those years, and uh, brought Rodney Terry in as the freshman coach in the early 90s. We heard that story. Also, Coach Collier told the story about getting an opportunity, uh, interviewing for an assistant job at Baylor. Didn't It wasn't right for him at the time. He was a head coach at Texas State, Southwest Texas at the time. Uh, so, they didn't work for him, but he did think it would work for Rodney Terry. Baylor does end up hiring Rodney Terry, and the rest is history because yesterday Texas officially hired Rodney Terry as the coach. So, Zay, as a fan of this basketball program, you said it Oh, you said it weeks ago. I don't know if you said it right after that Rice game, but through, as the season developed, you said as, it, as you were watching it, you thought he, he deserved the job. You thought he had earned that job. Now, obviously, he's got it. So, from this point moving forward, I'll kind of ask the last question that Brock Cunningham asked him about what happens now as a fan. Where do you want to see this go from this point to let you know that this is the right decision? Well, you're building on the momentum that you had this season, going to the Elite Eight and seeing all of those guys fight for you and fight for this university and see the pride that Coach Terry had coaching them and the pride that he has being the head basketball coach at the University of Texas, that's infectious. It is. And the city and the university, it sells itself, but having somebody that you could relate to like Coach Terry and having somebody that positive, I mean – this is a new age of kids. Not these kids, they're not getting coached by the Bobby Knights and, you know, those hard-nosed guys that are just going to be ripping into you every day. That's kind of came and gone. Those guys are still do that, but, you know, even Bob Huggins is laid back. We talk about him and joke mm-hmm. about him like he's as laid back as it gets nowadays. So, there's a different way you have to go about things because you don't want to go viral for the wrong we- uh, reasons. Right. And I think Coach Terry, that makes it very intriguing and makes guys want to come down here. And, you know, it's they're, they're, he's such a good recruiter. And you heard my pops say, like, they called him smooth back in the day. He's a smooth mm-hmm. guy. He really is. Like, you see his woman. He up there with sarking them. Like, Coach Terry, he out here. He doing very well on and off the court. Yeah, he made sure to thank her today. Yeah, I definitely thanked yeah. her, which mm-hmm. – Good job by him. But, yeah, Chad, just building off the momentum and getting these transfer portal guys in, also the high school ranked guys, making sure you could go international. I don't think the Horns have done that enough. Hmm. Like you mentioned, he mentioned Doge Bao Bay. I love that he mentioned that, Coach Terry, in his uh, press yeah, today. Yeah, that was interesting. Like, that's, that's saying something. 
because having that guy behind you, think about all the connections he has overseas, playing in Europe. Uh, Bob Donawald has connections in Europe, too. So just those things have to keep you excited because it's University of Texas. There's nothing but high expectations here. Like if he loses in the second round next year, that's going to be a disappointment. Oh, no, that's not good enough. That's yeah. not good enough. Absolutely. You know, you talk about this should be this should be a program – it's not absolutely elite of the elite, bluest of blue bloods in college basketball, but second weekend of the tournament, that can be an expectation. Yeah, you don't have the history like the blue bloods do, but you have all the resources. Absolutely. And yeah. you, and you're in an era of college basketball where getting to the Sweet 16, it shouldn't be that crazy a goal. It shouldn't. And we saw or we're seeing with Miami, there's so many ways you could go about it. Yes. And – these guys, whether you think they deserve to get this paper or not, hey, they're wiping their ass with $100 bills in Houston right now waiting to play in the Final Four. Hopefully that's not what they're doing. <laughs> Please don't put that mental image in my brain. I do not need to think of something like hey, that. If they did, it ain't that bad. I mean, I hope they doing, you know, I hope they have somebody in their ear saying, yo, you need to put your money in the same money. place because you just never know when you're going to have a bad day. Yeah, they got banks in Miami. Yeah. They do have some banks in Miami. They do. So there's ways you could go about it. We see FAU. They don't got that money that Miami throwing around, but they do have a lot of guys that are in their fourth and fifth season. Yeah, no, that's true. Real quick before we hit this break, somebody texted us earlier, Zay, do you guys know anything about the seven-footer from Oregon in the portal? Coach Terry was talking about the portal importance right now. We were talking about it earlier. Seven-footer from Oregon? Yeah, Khalil Ware out of he's from arkansas went to oregon didn't have the best season up there but he's a five-star player in the 2022 class you know you need bigs even though it's a guard you know era and you need serious guards to you know go far in the tournament if you have that one big that you could throw the ball to and he could get you a bucket with the mixture of all those guards like uconn with sonogo Mm-hmm. that'll take yeah. you a long way. And again, who knows what would have happened if Dylan DeSue was healthy. I was going to say, like, Texas was starting to show you yeah, with DeSue. DeSue was yeah. becoming that. That's why this season, oh. as good as it was, it's still so disappointing and hurts so much because we'll always be wondering what could have been. Yeah. And Dylan DeSue, hopefully he could come back. Maybe. We'll see. It seems like guys could get that extra eighth year, seventh year of eligibility with the COVID year. Look at Brock Cunningham, so I wouldn't put it past them. But, you know, Christian Bishop, Serge Abari Rice, Marcus Carr, Timmy Allen, all those guys are leaving. They're going to be tough to replace. But, again, this is University of Texas, this coaching staff, RT, all those guys can recruit. And you heard Coach Terry in the presser today, he got the job yesterday official, and he's already talking to guys. Yeah. We don't know who, but he's already talking to guys. That's a good sign. He loved the university, and he's going to give it 100%. Yeah, that is big time. I tell you what, uh, since we're up against the break here, we'll talk about this Bradley Beal story coming up and why today matters. What did Bradley Beal get involved in that had police asking questions? Also, another guy we probably need to talk to this week. Did you notice that Rodney Terry threw out the name of one J? D. Lewis at Yo, the press man. conference today. How about that? 
One of the Sharp greatest, shooter. One of the greatest shooters ever. JD was in the house. We'll have to talk to him a little later this week and uh, and see how he's feeling as a uh, as a former player and a guy who uh, who was definitely a part of the, of the big time run and those golden years they talk about. JD was a part uh, of some of those really cool teams and uh, and played with some big time guys, obviously. And uh, and as we talk about, one of the biggest big time shooters that Texas ever had. And he got the mention today. So shout out to you, J.D. Lewis, if you're out there. We'll grab you at some point yeah. this week. Get your thoughts on Rodney Terry getting the gig. I don't think it was Coach Terry's decision to put J.D. Lewis in the game when J.J. Reddick already had 38 oh, points. Here we go. And he bit on the craziest pump fake. Here we go. I mean, <laughs> One of the craziest pump fakes I've ever seen geez. on the college level. You have to bite, J.D. He yeah. already has 38. That's terrible. He already has 38. <laughs> But J.J. Reddick's the reason we don't wear black jerseys anymore. Let's just keep that real. We Let's just keep that real. He's the reason we don't wear black jerseys on this basketball team, which is a shame because those black jerseys are fire. They, they really are. They look nice. For football, they let's really not even do. talk about it. But for basketball? You'd have the discussion if it wasn't for him. Is that what you're oh, saying? Oh, yeah. You J.J. Did. ruined it. J.J. ruined it. He for, ruined it. For everybody. All right, uh, a lot of basketball talk today, obviously. Up next, a little why today matters. We'll talk about that Bradley Beal story. Hit a couple of birthdays for you as well. And maybe one we missed yesterday. This is The Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, rolling through a Tuesday. Won you. Little BBD for the people. That's right. Bell Biv DeVoe. Three guys. See if I know the next level. Three guys that were also members of New Edition. That's right. Way back. Yeah. Right? They were in the way back with the young Bobby Brown and all of that. And then these three guys form their own deal. They were big for a while. They were huge. Yeah. They were huge. That was monstrous stuff. I mean, when you see Bobby doing what he's doing with Whitney Houston and stuff, the three uh, other guys, Mike Bivens, I don't know the other two, but... There's a... It's... Uh, what was Bell's... Is Ro, uh, Ronnie Bell? Was that his name? Sounds right. I think that's right. Yeah. I don't know who DeVoe... I don't know the DeVoe name. Nah. I don't know that one. I do remember the first time I heard this song when they say Bell Bib DeVoe, Now You Know. I thought, that's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Never trust end- a big button smile. <laughs> <laughs> that line, too. Well, that's just that's just good advice. That's just oh, really solid man. advice. Yo, big button smile's been ruining dudes' lives for years. No. Nope. Bell Bib DeVoe, they tried to tell they you. They did. They tried to tell Some you. Some of y'all still didn't listen. Tried to explain it. All right, BBD, Deep Purple, White well, Snake, it, yes, and Ronnie Millsap It's today. contradicting, Chad, because they're telling you don't trust a big button to smile, yet this song makes the big button to smile move. Yeah, I was going to say, while they're telling you that, that is exactly what's <laughs> dancing what? right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. And your hands moving with it and stuff, and you get mesmerized. Never trust all of this. <laughs> That's what they did in the video. It's very confusing. You're right. Completely confusing. All right. We hope you are not confused today if you're a Texas basketball fan. There's a lot of great pictures rolling around uh, today. And uh, oh, this is a good one. Somebody tweeted out 
Uh, it's Tyler Feldman at Tyler Feldman TV. Only at Texas can you be interviewing Marcus Aldridge with Mark Henry and Rodney Terry cheesing in the background. So dope. Those two are taking a picture together. In fact, earlier uh, I was double checking with our guy Mike Harge from the afternoon show. They're going to talk to TJ Ford at four thirty. I said, "Hey man, you guys still talking to TJ?" He says, "Yes." He said, "Yeah, we were all over there." He sends me a picture, a little selfie that Harge took. TJ Ford and Mark Henry are in the picture. <laughs> like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. So, all right, a lot of good, a uh, lot of dignitaries over there today. And uh, I just reached out to JD Lewis see if he wants to join us later in the week. And uh, he was mentioned today. Lars Lamarcus getting interviewed. TJ Ford was over there. A lot of other guys. I saw Doge Balbay retweet something from Rodney Terry. He got the mention uh, and a, a mention there in the interview as well, or in the uh, press conference as well. All right, so a lot of Texas basketball stuff today, and that's kind of where we need to start on why March 28th matters, because we did miss something on March 27th. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists, 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. March 27th was Rodney Terry's birthday. We missed that one yesterday. 55 yesterday, the double nickel. Like he said today, he wishes it would have been a trip to the Final Four as the birthday present, but getting the job uh, officially uh, probably came in. That that That's a good second place if you're going to get that. So happy birthday to Coach Terry yesterday. Um, the story we wanted to hit today, and kind of why today matters, uh, more NBA drama, Zay. Bradley Beal of the Wizards is under police investigation after a post-game incident with a fan in Orlando. After the Magic beat Washington at the Amway Center, he and the Wizards were exiting the floor. According to the police report, an unidentified man says to Beal, quote, you made me lose $1,300, you F-word. Beal, according to the report, turned around, walked towards the friend of the man, towards a friend of the man who made the comment, and swatted his right hand toward him, knocking the man's hat off and contacting the left side of his head. Uh, The man is heard apologizing, implying he did not intend to offend him, but the complaint does say no charges have been filed as of this morning, but there's a possibility of a simple battery charge here. Didn't mean to offend him. You called him a muck. Yeah. Substitute the F for yeah. him. Yeah, that's a little bit. Mean, the F word is a very powerful word. <laughs> Yo, I don't mean you to be, offend you. You got to be careful when you use it. Yeah. Like, I don't think I could ever call someone an F word like that. Be re- you got to really be careful. You got to yeah. know that person really oh, well. Yeah. Throwing that grenade. Certainly not a stranger. I could probably pull that off with a really good friend of mine. I could call him that exact thing, but I've known him for like 20 years. Yeah, and as I watch this hardwood classic double nickel game with Jordan versus the Knicks behind you, this is weak, Bradley Bill. This is weak. And somebody on the Specs text line asked me, Yo, Zay, how do you feel about these NBA players getting people thrown out of games? It's whack. It is. Now... We are at a point where you shouldn't be threatening anyone. And I think if it gets to that point where you're saying, oh, I'll kill your family, that's a little bit much. But if you're just doing simple opponent fan barking that we've seen plenty of superstars and athletes 
have to endure throughout the course of their career, and you're just being sensitive, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and getting these guys thrown out the games, it's weak. But here's the question. Is there any line that's been crossed here from the fans' perspective? You're going to literally say, you cost me $1,300? That's your gripe? You're going to yell at him that way? Cross that type of line? Like, that? you know, if you're going to go at somebody – I mean, at a game as they're walking out, if you yell something about, like, that they hurt your fantasy team, I think that's dumb. Or in this case, you, you cost it. They didn't cost you any money. You cost them money. Right. Like, stop it. What are you doing? You're going to literally yell. That's the thing with me. It's just the boundary lines that we've now chosen that everybody gets to cross. All, we we got to reestablish these boundaries, man. I don't care what you lost because Bradley Beal had a bad game. Just shut your mouth. If you want to scream, you suck, do that all night long. But don't get that specific. Yeah, but those boundaries, they've been crossed. It's just now guys are doing something about it. Like we're now we're seeing documentaries on Malice in the Palace. And ever since that incident happened, we look at fans different. You know, but still, like, they're just talking. They're just trying to throw you out your game. You're getting paid millions, buku money. Right. Have but, some tougher skin. G- game's done, though, here. The game is done and they're headed exactly. off the floor. Go to the locker room. You're about to get on a first-class flight to the next city. Yeah, I think You're about to eat a well-gourmet meal. That's true. No, Life he, is great. There is huge blame on both sides because, A, you don't cross that line if you're the fan, and then, B, there can't be physical contact yeah, after that. I wish I could smack the hell out of everybody that says something crazy to me. Right. I can't do that. Just Wave, wave, yeah. wave goodbye and get out of there. Like you and I, we got our trolls too. There's a guy that's always saying something on my Instagram account. Uh-huh. You, you wouldn't be ish if your dad was this. You right? I wouldn't. I would not. You are absolutely uh-huh. right. <laughs> but yo, but I'm you, taking the opportunity and I'm running with it. But you don't take, you don't take an hour every night, hopefully, to engage them on social media because it would take too long. Exactly. Like, I don't have that type of time. You just got to let it go. Not everybody's going to love you, Bradley. Right. Yeah. Not true. everybody is going to appreciate. For one, you shouldn't be losing to the Magic in the first place. You lose it to the Magic, y'all got some serious problems going think, down in D.C. I think that's what the better is saying, <laughs> too. <laughs> Yo, man. This was the easiest 1300. What? That's my. Come on, man. Yeah, Help the me Magic, out. they trying to get Victor Wimbanyama, too. Yeah, you're right. Of all the things you could yell at a player, that is far from the worst thing. Far from the worst. I would advise you not yell that. And definitely don't add the insult at the end. If you want to yell, hey, man, you cost me $1,000. I think that's stupid. Don't add the insult. Don't do that. Don't call someone an F word for no reason. That's silly. That's a little silly. And then Beal cannot react that way. Can't. You can't go over there and slap, the, slap a hat off of somebody's head. Yeah, Bradley Beal, you're a top 25 player. You can't do that. No. This is something that Patrick Beverly does. Not you. <laughs> Patrick Beverly probably can't wait to do something like that. Now he knows he can't because reputation. Yep. If he does it, talk about the fine. Yeah, that's true. Good point. That is a good point. All right, so uh, we mentioned the happy birthday for Rodney Terry yesterday on the basketball side. Rick Barry has a birthday today. Underhand. 79 for Rick Barry. Kids, might want to try the underhanded free throw. It don't work. He was 90% for his career Talk in the NBA. Talk about touch. Like, how? How? Like Incredible. Just, just tossing things two-hand into a trash can. Is difficult. He tried to get Wilt to do it. Wilt said he wasn't cool enough, even though Wilt's percentage went up. Really? Uh huh. Wilt said he could actually shoot it a little bit better. He just couldn't do it. 
Interesting. Shaq was the same thing. I think he talked to Shaq about the idea, and Shaq just couldn't conceive of, nah, man, I can't go underhand. Sorry. I mean, if your kids don't even do it, John and Brent, then, which they were really good shooters. John Barry, he was a good shooter. Georgia Tech days, Brent Barry, Oregon State, and NBA, those were really good shooters. But hey, it doesn't matter. It, 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 whatever it works for you, it man, works. It's like it's like the golf thing. The guy told me years ago. It's not, they don't ask how; they just ask how many. How many did you make? As long as you you can bounce it off your. Are you allowed to throw it up and headbutt it? Could you do that? Could that be allowed? Maybe. I don't know if that's allowed. I don't that, think probably, that, not, probably not. Yeah. Doesn't count as a shot. It has to leave your hands, yeah. right? It has to be a hand thing. You could do one hand. Left hand, just hook and Yo, throw it, whatever. Jeremy Sohan, rookie for the Spurs, I think he switched hands midseason because he was shooting bad with the right. I think he just went to the left. And it's working? I think so. Okay. He's their best player. Fair enough. Happy birthday to Rick Barry today. Reba McIntyre, the queen of country music, is 68 today. Vince Vaughn's got a birthday. Lady Gaga's got a birthday today. And the new quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, Derek Carr, 32 years old today, which is no longer old in the NFL. By the way, 30 days exactly till the NFL draft to day coming up stems and seeds before we get out of here we're getting ready for longhorns and aggies over there in college station you're going to hear it right here on the horn chad and zay Oh, you better grab an umbrella. I like that. Uh, just about done on a Tuesday. Do I have any shot here, Zay? Uh, you should kind of know this, really? but nah. No? Is this like you should have known that last rapper? Is this like super modern, like right now? No. No. This guy, you shouldn't know. I should. But the know. guy on the hook, you should know. Mm. Okay. Let's assume I don't. Who is it? This is Fat Joe. The guy before was Lil Wayne. Oh. Yeah, I make it rain. That's what, okay. That's the one I should have known. Look, Lil Wayne and Fat Joe. Yeah, that's Wayne right here. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't learned to identify Little Wayne yet. I got to do a good job of that. I put a. I put a two T's in there. I'm sorry, Lil Wayne. My bad. That was me. That's me. That was me. Uh, Lil Wayne, BBD, Deep Purple, White Snake, Yes, and Ronnie Millsap all on the show today. Jermaine Dupree and Jay Z with that great beat to start the hour. Coming up Thursday, we will get to our next album swap discussion. We will let you know what time once we get things set up uh, for some other things, but uh, we are planning that on Thursday. Zay's going to be talking Back in Black by ACDC. I'm going to be talking about Iron Man from Ghost Face Killer. That is coming up later in the week. A lot of Rodney Terry talk today. Before we get out of here, let's get you some other stuff. Stems and seeds. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. 
Com. If you missed that Rodney Terry press conference, it's up at hornfm.com. Also, a little later on, we will get you the one-on-one that Craig did with Rodney Terry, which ended up during our show right at about 12. We'll get that posted as well as the interview we did with Isaiah's dad. C.C. Collier came on, told some great stories about Rodney Terry. He hired Coach Terry as the freshman coach at Bowie, and um, an incredible story began. And he said, Zay, he even knew back then that relationship with the kids, the fact that just kind of people wanted to be around him. They were drawn to Coach Terry. He could see it even back then in the early 90s. That was cool to hear. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing about being the head coach and you hire assistants, they reflect you. And you want guys you could trust and have a great basketball mind, but also understand that there's more than basketball. And CC saw that early, and here we are now. Coach Terry, head coach of the University of Texas. He is the man now. He is the coach of that men's basketball team. Already said he's looking at uh, tra- uh, transfer portal guys, too. That's what I'm talking about. Already checking it out. All right, we hit that weird Bradley Beal story. A couple other notes today. Getting you ready for, of course, Texas uh, baseball tonight. Texas at Texas A&M. Longhorns have not won in College Station since 2011. We all know there's reasons why that's true. Uh, and then they haven't won at all against A&M since 2018. The famous Clemens uh, rounding the plate, or rounding the plate, rounding third with the Hook'em Horns game in that regional. That's the last time Texas beat the Aggies in baseball. It'll be huge tonight, Zay, to keep this winning streak going, get it to 15, but also end the streak where the Aggies have four in a row. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, David Pierce's team, they took care of business in these last 14 games. I said you had to win 10. They did that and then some. And now you're bringing that momentum into College Station tonight. So stick to what you're doing. I get it. It's going to be a high-intense game. Everybody's going to have a lot of emotions. It's probably going to be a lot of nerves. It's still a young ball club. But, yo, it's still baseball. You still got to read those pitches. Still got to take your time. And if the Horns do that, I like their chances tonight. Also, interesting that this game is on SEC Network. Uh, any uh, If this been a few years ago, that might have upset a Longhorn fan or two. A little different, though, now, right? Headed towards the SEC. SEC Network probably feels a little different. And I will tell you, Longhorn fans, in case you don't know, once football season rolls around, you are going to love the SEC Network because they'll run – simultaneous triple headers in non-conference play. Schedule whatever you want. You could darn near schedule a junior high team. Doesn't matter. It will be on SEC Network or the alternate channel. And who knows if the Longhorn Network ultimately becomes just another channel. I think they ought to go with three SEC Network channels. How badass would that be? I'm not mad at it. If you get to a football weekend and you have three channels to deal with that aren't even broadcast, they're yours. They're your conference channel, SEC 1, 2, and 3, or one alternate, and however you want to do it, that may be happening. But it is on SEC Network. We obviously invite you to uh, match up the audio, listen to Craig, uh, Craig's call right here on the horn. 5.45 pregame, 6 o'clock, first pitch for Texas and Texas A&M. Also tonight, Zay, I know you'll check it out. I've got it set to record 8 o'clock ESPN McDonald's All-American game. I believe the women's game is like 5.30 on ESPN2, and I think the Longhorns actually have um, a participant on the women's side as well. Nice. So both sides represented in basketball tonight. What do you look for in a McDonald's All-American game? Do you just sit back and it's kind of like a you know, like a almost an NBA All Star game kind of thing. What are you looking for? No, they play a lot harder 
because they know they're trying to get to the NBA. And this is like an audition for that. I mean, they're going to go off to their respective colleges or G League or maybe even overseas. And that's where you're going to really see them shine or if they could get to the NBA or not. But this is kind of like a a quiz, like a pop quiz of what's going to come and maybe the future of guys you're going to see playing in the association. Uh, Bucellas, the guy that's going to go to the G League, 6'10", point guard, they say. I'm excited to see him. Ron Holland, of course, the Texas signee. Like, what is he going to bring to the table? Maybe we'll see flashes of that. For me, Ron Holland has... A little bit of Dylan Mitchell's athleticism, but he's way more polished than Dylan Mitchell is with his ball handling hmm. and his skills. Okay. So he's around 6'8". They have him at power forward. I think he's a small forward on the next level on power six basketball. But, yeah, we'll see. Of course, Bronny James tonight. Let's see what he does. And, what are you looking for with Bronny? What do you want to see? Um, Just playing smart basketball. Don't try okay. to do too much. Knock down the open shots when you got it. Does he handle the ball a lot? Um, he's a good ball handler. Okay. I want to say he's a point guard, but he'll be a combo guard on the next level. I mean, you know, does he handle the ball as well as his dad does? There's, a, no. there's a low bar for you. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, not many do. Not many do. Not many do. That is tonight at 8 o'clock. Hey, here's some good news. On the day Rodney Terry does his press conference, a former Longhorn great is going to return. Cross your fingers. Kevin Durant. We'll return, Zay, tomorrow against Minnesota, coming back from the left ankle injury. Cross your fingers. Good grief. Yeah. Please, let's get him back on the floor and playing well again. Because I want to see what that Phoenix team looks like with him and Booker. And how much of a threat can they really be? Yeah, because Devin Booker is incredible. And if he becomes a number two, what? That's uh. It's like John Taylor with the Niners. Yeah. That's John Stallworth with the Steelers. Devin Booker, he ain't no Steph Curry, but he gets buckets. Let me make sure I mention the Cowboys, too. Alvin Harper in his prime with the Cowboys. One of the best number two receivers I've ever seen. All right. There is your Tuesday show. Remember, coming up, it's Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Hard. Shorter show because of baseball. 6 o'clock first pitch from College Station. But they're talking to TJ Ford at 4.30. So make sure you're here. Just keep it right here for the start of the show, obviously, because you'll get Hard and Rod's thoughts on Rodney Terry making it official. But TJ Ford coming up to talk to the guys at 4.30. We'll be back tomorrow for a Wednesday show. Y'all stay safe out there. See ya.